Welcome to the Elevate podcast, brought to you by the Registered Master Builders, where we're all about building better businesses. Each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us get the best from our businesses, our teams, and ourselves. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We talk to experts, advocates, and business owners in the construction industry to share their knowledge, insights, and experiences to help you build a better business and enjoy a better life. In addition to the podcast, the Registered Master Builders Elevate is also an online learning platform hosting courses, programs, and content that help construction business owners and their staff to build a better business. Now let the business building begin. Howdy team, welcome along to this episode. Fortunate to have my partner in crime, Dr. Mike, along for the ride again. Great How to be doing? here. I'm, I'm really well. Yeah, you I'm should really, be. Yeah. Where have you been? I've, in... Been in, I've been in Hawaii. Nice. And that's why I'm so coloured. <laughs> so coloured. So tanned. Yeah. He's moved from white to off-white, which yeah. is well, actually, uh, sort about of as coloured as it gets. Blue to white. Yeah, mm. is, I think my winter tan might still be yeah, darker. Pretty much. Yeah, mm. but let's not make this a beauty contest because uh, that, <laughs> that could end badly for yeah, everyone, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, give us one Hawaii highlight. Uh, oh, 32 degrees every day. Does that? Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that pretty much actually sums the, it up. Actually, the beach at Waikiki, even though it's mm. kind of a cliche and crowded, oh, just an amazing place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yep. yep, great people watching. And that is uh, 32 degrees Celsius, just in case any of you are confused that uh, work in, in Fahrenheit. Uh, really yeah. warm and toasty, I think, is, the, is about the, just, the equivalent. Mm, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Uh, look, we're all about delivering on promises here at The Breakthrough, and we did promise in a previous podcast episode to talk about the competitive tripod, uh, a framework that's been around for a, a long time, but it's really around getting clear on what you're going to be great at in your organisation. Yep. yep, yep. And the really quite a simple framework, three areas that you uh, can be focused on, or one, one of the three, and that is being great at product, being great at lowest price or being great at customer experience? Pretty much, yeah. And there's variations around that, like sometimes the lowest price gets called operational excellence, and the other one's customer experience or customer service. Product is always always just, just, and actually product these days is about product and service bundled. Yes. So, um, but they still stand pretty well the the, the test of time. And And the proposition is simple. You need to meet the market on two of those and beat the market on one. So that thing that you're going to be better than anyone else in the market at and being really clear about what that looks like. And it's the really useful part that we found was we've used it with clients over the years is to say, okay, not only in your marketing and your kind of business model, but also your capability as an organization. Because from that point of difference, that point of competitive focus, flows the capability that you need to execute on. So, for example, um, if you take uh, operating operational excellence or lowest price, and we use an example like the warehouse, because they continue to, to do very well in that space, their core competency is around supply chain management. So customer service, can't even spell it. Um, lovely story, an observation I made when I was taking back some toys years ago, uh, Boxing Day, fairly long queue. Um, faulty, you know, faulty product. They just, they just did the refund straight away. And it occurred to me, it is probably cheaper for them to give you a refund straight away and without discussion than it is to train somebody to have a discussion about how the thing actually works. Yeah. 
And that's the, that's the calculation they make all the time. A few years ago, their share price tanked because their supply chain management technology, their system, yes. they put a new system in and it failed. Mm -hmm. So that is all about the process, all about the system, all about efficiency, all about productivity. And I think the point you make around operational excellence uh, that allows you to achieve lowest price in market That's is right. really important That's because right. anyone can slash their prices tomorrow and be lowest yep. lowest price, but you can never sustain it. The yep. only thing that allows you to sustain a lowest price position in market is that operational excellence, yep. which continues yep. to drive margins through that excellence. Totally. And if you you know where everyone gets a bargain and other organisations that are constantly having sales, it's not because they're losing money and or discounting it. It is because their supply chain is so good that they are able to, to do that in a sustainable way. Yeah. So what's a good product example? Oh, Apple is, is the standout, has been for years. I'm sorry, mate. Like, this is, <laughs> this is going to be hard for Ryan. Ryan's just going to leave the room while we talk yeah. about what he yeah. calls Crapple. Yeah. Uh, but their, their track record probably, well, probably throughout, but particularly the second era of Steve Jobs when he canned a whole lot of product and focused in uh, their track record on on the iPhone in particular, you know, seriously, sitting in, in airports, people are just, they're just all there looking at their iPhone, looking at their yeah. phones, right? Yeah. Smartphone, which yeah. is called smartphone. Yeah. Started with Apple. But the really interesting thing, so a really strong capability around innovation. That's innovation is um, just in their DNA. And it's at all aspects. One of the stories about uh, Jobs was that he was he took the final step of unpacking because he knew that people who unpack an iPhone or an iPad or whatever, that was going to be part of the experience. That was part of the product design. Mm -hmm. And it's still a real pleasure mm. to, to kind of open the box mm. on, a, on a new device. You, you haven't experienced oh, I, No, I have. You're an I Apple have, virgin, no, aren't you? Uh, I personally am, but my family are, um, you know, Apple natives despite my protests. Yeah. And uh, look, Absolutely acknowledge beautiful, beautiful packaging design, yeah. and that is the very first step in an Apple experience is when yeah. you get that box and uh, they go to phenomenal amounts of effort yeah. to uh, actually get consumers in and watch how they unbox something, yeah. how they take it out so yeah. that the, the, the experience is just seamless. Yeah. And they are doing that because product is the thing that they, they want to be famous for, yeah. and it's what they're great yeah. at. Yeah. And they took a different approach from <laughs> Samsung and the like, <laughs> um, and Windows for that matter too. You know, their the design piece in the software was also all about you know, how intuitive mm -hmm. they could make it so that the user experience. So they sort of, in a way you could argue they go into that customer experience piece, but they kind of don't because their support's totally shit. Yeah. Yes. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so the Apple... Um, so when we're saying which area do you focus on, Apple does not say we've got zero interest in customer experience. No. They say... They leave you to work that out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they do. But the thing that they are most focused on is their yeah. product experience. Yeah. And then they go, we need to be a market a market meter on these other things yeah. that we do. So... Yeah. Um, you know, you'd certainly say that uh, price for Apple products is is up there. They're oh, certainly totally. not trying to compete on price. They're not trying to win market share through having a lower no. lower cost offering. No. And people don't go to Apple because of the after sales service. They do not. Now, do they have after sales service? Yes, of course they do. Is it is it the best in the world? I suggest not. It's probably as good as you know Samsung or any of the others, right? Sure. Because that's it's all they're going to do. It's just, it's just meet the market. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing just to step back a bit 
uh, about this piece is this this competitive focus is why someone would buy from you rather than your competitor and and I think it's even more important that we put it in the context of a prospect because there's a different proposition piece that goes with existing customers to whom you're trying to might be trying to upsell this is for people who don't know you so how do you differ from your competitor when it comes to um, people who haven't been customers of yours before. Mm -hmm. So, and, and Apple, you know, obviously have an incre incredible brand strength and that sort of stuff. It's a much bigger challenge for smaller businesses and therefore even more important to get clear about what they're famous for mm -hmm. because you have very limited attention span of people who haven't dealt with you before. So, so there's the product company, um, innovation, um, product lifecycle management, those sorts of things are core competencies of those sorts of organizations. Absolutely. And look, a really good example of the customer experience organization is uh, Amazon. And you might kind of think, oh, really? Online, predominantly, not a lot of people contact. How do you deliver customer experience uh, without high people uh, contact? It's absolutely doable. If you think about, uh, if you've used the Kindle store for, for getting eBooks, what happens when you log in? When you log in, there's all those algorithms that sit in the background mm. that goes, because you've read this, you might be interested in this and this and this. So rather than having to now sift through, I don't know how many products they have in that, that store, millions, millions, rather than trying mm -hmm. to have to sift through millions, they're using their tech, technology platform yeah. to actually deliver great customer experience. Of course, you're yeah. like, yep, I've been profiled. Yep. I'm okay with that. I've liked this. I've liked that. You'll probably yeah. like this as my next If next you thing. like this, then, you'll, then, you'll like, then, then have a look at this. Or people like you, people bought, when they bought this, they bought that too. Oh, okay. Hmm. So yeah, it is, it is tapping into. So the customer experience piece, that customization is the kind of have it your way. And Amazon's an interesting example from a technology point of view. Lots of small to medium-sized businesses are by default in that customer experience piece. Lots of small businesses start by providing outstanding service to companies, yes. to their customers. And that's a reason that a lot of, uh, you know, that we, we get to play with corporates because corporates get to go and go, hey, I want it like this and that, and I want it in blue and I want it yesterday. And we go, yeah, yeah, sure, mm -hmm. sure. You know, we, we'll do anything to customer. It's a trap because it's very hard to scale. You need to have, you know, for that customer experience piece, the core capability is high quality people who are able and authorized to make decisions for the customer at, at where they meet. So you've got people who've got discretion to make decisions about your margin with customers. Uh, I, I think of an example of, a, of an insurance company here in New Zealand that I heard about years ago. And, and look, other insurance companies, if, if um, uh, if medical assurance had the had the book, you, you didn't compete. They, they were more expensive. Their product was kind of you know on a par with the others, um, but their customer service and their customization was just incredible. They just they wrapped their customers up with the products as they went through their life cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, from kind of general insurance all the way through to to mortgage mm -hmm. finance, retirement, superannuation, the whole nine yards. Hard to achieve, really hard to achieve, and and a lot wasn't, of wasn't there a good good story? Well, about there was a boat? good story. There was a good story. I'll tell the story about the boat. Um, the famous story was that uh, I think it was a surgeon. So they they focused very much on they're a bit wider now, but the medical profession, which was 
quite a high level of, of uh, you know, over-representation yes. in terms of income in that particular segment. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy, his yacht had sunk and the hull was insured with medical and, and, and uh, the contents were insured with GRE. I can say that now because they've long gone, as with many others. Um, and the, uh, the, the rep was down at the Evans Bay Marina or whatever in Wellington, kind of handing the, the guy the cheque for the hull. And uh, he said, oh, man, I wish it was so easy with the, uh, with the contents. These guys are being real, you know, real idiots. And the, the medical rep said, oh, how much was it insured for? How much was the, yeah, how much was it insured for? And he said, oh, 25,000. And the rep had the checkbook. We're going back a long time. Right? <laughs> back had the, the cheque back in the day and kind of wrote out a cheque and handed it to him for $25,000. No premium, wasn't a customer. They'd just paid out the hull. But I tell you what, you could not buy that kind of marketing for 25 grand. The, the impact that that story, which I'm telling you now, kind of 30 years later, in the insurance industry, that story was, was famous among brokers. So, you know, that's real intense focus on the customer. But that guy knew that, the, uh, that, his, that his boss had his back. He could do that and, and, and he'd be a hero. Now, that's pretty... Uh, that's pretty gutsy stuff, isn't it? Gutsy and very customer experience focused. Very customer you know, experience They weren't focused. trying to be cheapest in market. They no. weren't saying they had a better policy wording than no. everyone else. No. It's like, we will, we will win on customer experience. And it probably, and it's expensive. Very. It's expensive. So it kind of highlights one of the things about why you can only have one. So some people say, oh no, we're all of those. You know, we're kind of competitive with the market. We've got a good product and we've got great service. You don't. You're missing something because you can't be really high quality customer service and great product if you're a low cost operator, mm -hmm. right? Because you can't afford it. You just can't afford it. The, the, the carrying costs of that high quality customer experience are gonna destroy your positioning in, in an operational excellence, low cost market. So get clear, and a lot of people go, oh, we don't wanna be the lowest, lowest cost. You know, we're, we're more about the product or we're more about the customer. And I say, well, are you more expensive than your competitors? Oh no. Well, actually, then you know you really are playing in a local, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, so long as you can do so profitably, it's a great position. The biggest company in the world is a low-cost operator. They, Walmart, have two million employees, and they are a low-cost operator. So, it's you know there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. We get a bit hung up on it, but that's just that's just our ego, I reckon. Absolutely. And the clarity here is what is your company going to be great at? So choose one to be great at. Look, you have to be a market matcher around, yeah. around the others. It doesn't mean uh, if you chose product, doesn't mean you have to be the most expensive or mm. the cheapest. You have mm. to be somewhere in the market so that yep. people kind of go, oh, I can see that I'm paying a premium, but I'm okay with that. Your customer experience has to be of, of value for that, yes. for that market. Yep. Now, when organizations go, oh, we're just going to be great at everything. Yeah they end up being mediocre at everything. Mm -hmm. And an observation that I've had in the New Zealand grocery market is there is a, a Woolworths brand here called Countdown. They were previously two separate brands. They were called Big Fresh, which was very, very focused on lowest price. Mm -hmm. And they you know, seemingly were, were focused on doing a reasonable job of that. They also had their Woolworths brand, which was a more premium experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they combined those two into the countdown. I think they had countdown as well. 
Oh, they and, they, and then they ran them all ran, ran them all onto yeah, the, yeah, to the yeah, sing, single yeah. one. Now, um, I don't have any uh, market data to say how well or, or not mm. they're doing, mm. but in my observation as a external consumer, is they they just now stand for nothing. Mm. So they're not mm. the lowest price. Uh, there's even one of their competitors, Pack and Saves from the Foodstuffs oh, yeah. Group, yep. uh, just continually calls them out and advertising about not being the lowest cost. And then they're not able to deliver on the uh, high customer experience like a couple of the other mm. uh, grocery brands in market because they're trying to be all things to all people. Mm. And I, I really think they're missing missing the mark. Mm. And, mm. and it's, a, uh, in my view, a good observation of what happens when you try to be all things to all people yeah. is you end up kind of being nothing to anyone. Standing for nothing. Yeah. 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 Now, the grocery experts will uh, tell me actually the biggest influencer is proximity to the consumer is the most important driver of where you where you shop and secondary becomes the experience you're after it's about you know distance to home etc mm-hmm. hey look all those things are, are valid but i think the example of being really clear about what you are helps a lot with your focus to your prospects and to mm-hmm. your to your market it's really helpful for your team internally as well because they understand what you're trying to be great at yeah. and what you need, only need to be a market market matcher on yeah. yeah. So what would be uh, a good starting point for, for someone if they're going, oh, well, I'm not quite sure what we are going to be famous for or great at. Where should they start? Um, well, I think they should start with the segment of the, the, the customer segment they're after. You know, start there. Because if you're after um, a mass market, then you're probably going to go down to the path of the uh, operational excellence. If you are going higher end, then you're probably going to do product or customer experience. Mm-hmm. So it's it's as always, you know, start with what is the customer's pain point and how do you satisfy that, and then uh, and take a look at your competitors as well. You know, where if you if if you don't start there, you can always go well. Is there an opportunity for a premium play? You know, for a for a product specialist, and you can take in the grocery space something like. Um, uh, Farrow or in, in Wellington it was uh, more, jo- yes, um, more Wilson. Wilson. They, yes. they started that. Uh, and and Janine Draper at, at Farrow will say, you know, she others tried to work it out. She nailed it in terms of the particular model. But it's very much at that kind of range, that product range end. It's not the cheapest. The customer service is nothing, it's neither here, you know, it's as good as that's it. But the range of product that's available uh, that that's their that's their play, and they've been very successful and continue to be successful. So, you know, it's just thinking through where's the opportunity in the marketplace, given that our you know the competitors seem to be all over here, all trying to compete on price. Uh, is there an opportunity for a premium play in the right place? Yes, there is. Absolutely. And ask your target segment. So the organisations or the people that you're trying to to sell to that you see as your most valuable segment, go and ask them what they see as most valuable. Uh, If they're coming back saying last price, last price, last price, well, hey, if you're going to play in that segment, that's your operational excellence is your play. If they're coming back saying customer experience, that's really the most important thing to us. Or it might be premium premium product. You know, if you're trying to be a Ferrari or a Rolls Royce or a Bentley, you know, it's product is going to be going to be amazing. Mm. Does the customer experience that goes along with that have to be good? Yes, 
but it's not your defining factor. Meet the market in two, beat the market in one. Absolutely. So look, we'll have available in the downloads from this podcast a worksheet literally with the competitive tripod on so you can grab it and draw where you're at currently and aspirationally, aspirationally, where you're trying to trying to get to. So that would be a, a good place to start. It's a, we found it a really good uh, conversation with your team, yeah, yeah, getting your sure. team to kind of map out where they think they are and then go and talk to your customers about it as well. At some point in the future, another promise made, we'll talk about the voice of the customer. How do you get that deep customer connection? But that's for another time. Great job. Hope that uh, podcast around the customer tripod is useful. It's something that we use ourselves. We use it with our clients that we coach often. It's a really great um, element of clarity, I think, mm-hmm. is, is the key. Yep. Rather than us going, hey, we're just going to be great at everything. Yep. Let's get really clear on what yeah, we are going to be great and famous for. That mindfulness piece. You know, being clear and then in a strategy following through on that insight and that, that kind of discipline. Mm-hmm. Guys, look, thanks for uh, tuning into our podcast today. And hey, contact us if you've got a comment or a question about anything that we've talked today about. Happy to talk. Yep, we'd love to hear that. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you.